Those weapons were out there, and I tried to tell you about it, but you didn't listen. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. <laughs> if you even cared, you'd actually be here. I did listen, kid. Who do you think called the FBI, huh? Do you know that I was the only one who believed in you? Everyone else said I was crazy to recruit a 14-year-old kid. I'm 15. No, this is where you zip it, all right? The adult is talking. What if somebody had died tonight? Different story, right? Because that's on you. And if you died, I feel like that's on you. Peter, nothing more important than family. You saved my daughter's life. And I could never forget something like that. So I'm going to give you one chance. Are you ready? Walk through those doors. You forget any of this happened. And don't you ever, ever interfere with my business again. Because if you do, I'll kill you and everybody you love. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another sweet, sweet, sweet episode of Citizen Frame. I am your host, Kieran, and I know you're probably like, oh my god, I miss his sassiness. (laughs) I actually can't even finish that sentence. Um, (laughs) He's so sassy. I know. Um, Yes, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Citizen Frame. Um, I always keep forgetting to remind people of this. We are are spoiler-filled, and we do have swearing, as most of you uh, people probably already know. Holy fuck, are you serious? I know, I know. Woo. A lot of people are like, I can't fucking believe he fucking swears. What a fucking, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> I know, like, holy shit. <laughs> I know. But I figured we'd get the swearing out now because we're talking kind of like a kiddies movie, but not, mm. I guess you can say. But Young we, adult. Young adult, there you go. But we, for that, we've been, uh, you know, kind of digging a little bit into the slasher, the B, uh, Roger Corman-esque kind of films. X rated and all sorts of stuff we've been diving into all of it folks yes um squirtum cowboy uh will be coming up and next. diana jones yep um yep. creamy some young guy the penetrator I'm sorry, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the firm um no but seriously folks we're here to uh kind of go back into the blockbusters because we got a uh i got a spidey sense <laughs> that was so bad i actually had it was yeah and the correct term is peter tingle Oh, wow. Actually, I don't want to f- know Peter Tingle. I, I'd rather say Spidey Sense. No, no, no. Talk to me about Peter Tingle. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, I think we had this conversation with one of our unaired episodes. Yeah, uh, that's why I got fired. And that's why it's unaired, because of the Peter Tingle. <laughs> so uh, gross. Okay. So we decided to talk Spider-Man. We got to dive into the Marvel Universe. We did dive into the Marvel Universe, um, God, almost a year, over a year and a half ago. Shit. Yeah, it was way back. That was in a while. first ten, maybe I think. Yeah, it was the Avengers, and it was the one that people don't like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it was uh, Infinity War, wasn't Infinity it? Infinity War. You got it. And um, so did we, we ever we, do Endgame? We never did Endgame. We never we never revisited it. This is the first yeah, time we probably finished that. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> yeah, you shade. Um. Well, but I want to start that with this one. See, Spider-Man's got a couple of stuff coming out here. We've got Spider-Man, Homecoming. We're going to do Spider-Man Far From Home. We got Venom. Then Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, which is coming out. Then we got the new Spider-Man coming out this Christmas. 
I can't remember what it's called. They just announced the title. Uh, actually, yeah, it's a point. I can't remember what it is. It's it's again home kind of. Yeah, far away from home or something like that. Surely, yeah. surely it's uh, Spider Man Peter's Tingle. Yeah, right? you know that's the porn. <laughs> um, and then we've got obviously in January Morbius, which is one I I remember as a kid being creeped out by that character. So I'm looking forward to that actually Spider Man spinoff. Yeah, Morbius would be cool. It'd also be an interesting way to see whether or not they bring Blade back into it. Oh, That's right, because they have yeah. casted Blade. Um, they got the new Blade. Like, they've they casted him as Wesley Snipes again, of course, right? Nope. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. No, he they got a new Blade guy. Man, he they he got did a, such they, a good job. Yeah, but they got a new guy, who I like a lot. Okay. Who got the Oscar a few years back. Um, I'm kind of excited to see him play the... Uh, but I think they're going to do what they call the retro it, like they do with Halloween and all those. Mm-hmm. I think Wesley Snipes will be in it, but like a Passion of the Torch kind of thing. Um. So so I can't see them doing a Blade reboot without having Wesley in it. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming uh, 2017. Um, this is kind of a cool one because the director, John Watts, is a YouTube filmmaker. He did a short film called Clown. And this was just a few years before he got Spider-Man. And all it was was about, about a guy who put on the dad makeup. You know, the dad makeup. <laughs> he put the on the clown, the clown makeup. <laughs> and he's having a big surprise party for his kid. But at the end of the party, he can't take the makeup off. And he's okay. trying. And it's a small little short. And he gets more violent and aggressive. And the, the makeup kind of takes over his body. And it becomes this full-on clown. They were so right. popular that Eli Roth, known from Hostel and all these other gore fests, hired him to direct a feature film called Clown. Wasn't bad. It was all right. I haven't seen uh, it. I'm not yeah. very familiar with the guy, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's why I kind of bring him up a bit. Yeah. Be, um, uh, because we all we already know Sam Raimi took the reins mm. of Spider-Man, the first trilogy there. And then John Watts went on to do a movie called Cop Car, which was like a thriller with Kevin Bacon. Again, I guarantee no one's heard of it. No. No, I haven't. I liked him. But he okay. was hired to do Spider-Man. Um, and the rumor is because he works well with younger crowd. Uh, cop Car dealt with uh, teen, you know, teenagers and stuff like that, stealing a cop car. Yeah. And so they felt he had that good chemistry. And everything else would fall into place. Anyways, long story short, Spider-Man Homecoming was born. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Colin. Oh, by the way, I'm here with Colin and Nula. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah. We just dive straight in. No introductions this time. Um, I think they all, know us. they all know us by now. Yeah, they probably should. Usually when I say a prayer up, before my podcast, they realize, yes, he must be working with Colin tonight. Or they were thinking Trevor sounding very feminine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, this film is a little different. And the reason it's kind of cool I'm talking about this, we're going to go back to, uh, I think it was Avengers we kind of talked about it, Colin. We talked about the origin story and how Colin was against it, being told every reboot of some sort. We all know it. This one gets it right. It's kind of a happy yeah. medium. Um, keep in mind, we were already used to Spider-Man before Homecoming came out with the movie Civil War, where Spider-Man had to 
you know, help out Tony Stark. And that's yep. where we were first introduced to Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah, that's it. People are so familiar. It's the same with Batman too, you know. Thank you. Like, don't, everyone knows their origin. Get into the story. You know, we don't need to be told the same thing a hundred times again. You know, your audience isn't that silly. And even people, like, I'm not a huge, uh, I, I like I like comics. I'm, I'm more of a DC person, whereas Colin would be more Marvel. Um but like I know about his origin, like the man in the street would know. So I'm glad. I'm really glad they didn't do that all over again in this movie. Yeah. Well, and I, there was no mention, like specifically, there was no mention of the name Uncle Ben. Yes. And no one said, "With great power comes great responsibility." Mm-hmm. Well, I think they kind of did an origin, but they did it differently, and this is what works for the film. Um. The whole film is about him, obviously, young kid, smart, smart, good, too smart for his own good. Um, And he's overconfident, but he doesn't really understand what he's been given and what his job kind of is. And like you just said, Colin, what's what's the line? Comes great, great responsibility. Yep. He hasn't focused, he doesn't get that yet. This film focuses on not necessarily of how he became Spider Man, but how he knows how to handle to be Spider Man. Mm. And that's what this film reflects on. So in Civil War, Peter himself kind of did a with great power comes great responsibility. Because he was like, if you can do the things that I can do and don't do them, that's when the bad things happen. Obviously, referencing. Obviously, Uncle Ben, but no mention of it. And it's the same whenever they're talking in this movie where he's like, you know, with everything that's happened to me, I can't do that to her. Mm-hmm. But it's just handled so well. It's not just the same old, let's show the spider biting him. Yeah. Let's show Uncle Ben dying. And then, uh, just, I'm so tired of it. Every every movie, they've done it. But yeah. I, but I think it's a happy medium. Uh, you and I argued about the origin story. I'm okay with the origin story, as long as it's peppered in here and there. With this one, mm-hmm. they... It's more about, you know, like I said, him coming of age and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And so it's kind of an origin story when you think about it. Um, but they went a different direction and it's perfect the way they do it. It's better, yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie, uh, let's, 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 let's start right off with the, with the villain. I <laughs> am absolutely pleased to see Beetlejuice, Mr. Mom, Batman himself. Yeah, yeah. Come getting to play a villain. Um, I'm so pleased to see Michael Keaton casted as Adrian Toomes. He plays the is Vulture. Vulture. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, good. I love Michael Keaton. I think he's freaking brilliant, and he's yep. so good in this. He can turn it on and off. He can turn on the charm like that, yeah. and, he, and he can turn it off just like that. Uh, we'll talk about it with the car scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was great. So and good. <laughs> the... W- I like the Avengers films, don't get me wrong. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I have a great time with them. Mm. And I enjoy the Marvel Universe. But when I come to my superheroes, I like one man fighting another man. And this is where uh, Homecoming works for me. Because you have, you're introduced to Michael Keaton, who is a contractor. He's uh, He does you know, salvaging for junk and stuff like that. And, he, and this is eight years before... Um, Spider-Man is kind of introduced. This is yeah, after at the, the end first of, Avengers. 
Yeah, Avengers Assemble. So they're there to pick up all the scraps from the fight, you know, spaceships and stuff like that. And they're finding all this stuff. They don't know what it is, but it's a lot of the alienware. But the FBI get involved and, 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 and take, it's called Department of Damage Control, mm-hmm. who is funded by Tony Stark. They come in and take Michael Keaton's contract, take it away from him, and he loses all this money. So right there, you kind of got a, a working class man just doing his job, doesn't know what he's doing, really. He doesn't know what's alien shit or anything like that. But he finds out he's been he's been railroaded, he's getting fucked over. Yeah, and like he's gonna lose everything. He's put so much into this project. Yep. And the people that run it even were cocky. Didn't give didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um and we focus on eight years later, he's become the Vulcan because they've made the The Vulcan? The, when I say vulture, the vulture. <laughs> live peace. Yeah. Live peace and prosper. I was about to say live long and prosper. I'm as bad as you. Thank you. Cap- Captain Kirk shows up and it was incredible. <laughs> I know. But yes, he's, he's realized over eight years later, some of the material that he, that fell into his lap that's kept that they didn't get, is a, he starts selling it for arms. He's an arms dealer with using it. Uh, is that correct? He's an arms dealer. Yeah, pretty much. He creates um, new weapons with a mix of human technology and uh, alien technology. Yeah. Well, he actually doesn't. That random little dude does, and I can't actually remember his name. Nor can I, actually. Yeah. I'm fairly certain he's an actual character in the comics, but... Yeah, he... he, For the MCU, it really doesn't matter. They're so separated. Yeah, so Um, he's kind of... Yeah, he's taken this alien technology... And he's making different weapons, whether it's uh, cloaking or it's going through, you know, steel objects, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he's obviously made a character for himself, be called the Vulture. Now, this is what I don't get. Why is he made this suit? Why not? It's fucking badass. No, it's badass. Don't keep me wrong. Yeah. But why not just make weapons and sell it in the black market? Why is he making a suit? They never well, he explained needs it. the suit to go in yep. to get the parts to make it. He, yeah. like that's the whole point. Is he He's, flies onto the back of these um, damage control trucks and then flies out and with all the stuff. Nobody notices. Yeah, a scavenger. Of oh, the- okay. So he's he's actually got the he found a couple of parts that they didn't take, but he actually is a scavenger for the other parts he needs. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like, oh, yeah. it was only. There was the damage control stuff at the start where they had a truck full and he was like, you know, let's keep it. Let's make something with it. And then eight years later, he's gotten really good at it. He's got his vulture suit. Um, that way guy's making stuff for him. Business is good. All right. I was wondering why he had the suit. Um, because I thought he had his goons. Shocker is one of them. I know <laughs> he was a known villain. Um, very poorly executed in this film, to be fair. Um, mm, mixed bag. What was that? It was a bit of a mixed bag in this one. Um, I believe both shockers in this movie were actually incarnations. I think the actual, whenever you look at their names, I think they do actually match up with two of the shocker characters that were in the comics. Yeah, I knew. I knew. There's a there's a there's a scene. I will get to it. Well, I will just jump into it. Who gives a shit? We have no. We you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, have, we have no structure anyway. There's great scene where. See, the reason I like the Michael Keaton character, and I was uh, kind of piggybacking what I was saying earlier, I like when it's human against human. Or some, you know, maybe a little superpower against the human. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton has a story. 
he has a reason. He has a rhyme for his. He's, there's a method for his madness. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't. I get kind of sick of aliens, and I get kind of sick of you know what I mean. These yeah. guys who have so much power that who can really defeat them? Um, the Avengers, obviously. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> that's why I've always liked the side stories. I liked the Tony uh, the Tony Stark character because it's the suit that makes him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know what I'm saying. One on one. Manu Manu, kind of uh, even ground. And this kind of film plays yeah. on that a bit. I got kind of sick of the chaos the Avengers Yeah, the became. CGI monster fights that don't actually really do anything. Yes. Um, and don't get me wrong, Thanos and all, we're all fun stories. But this is more grounded where you can sit back and just take it in and enjoy the, yeah. the two characters. It also helps, like, one of Marvel's weaknesses... And they've often been criticized for this was their villains in the MCU. It was just kind of like, why do you exist? They didn't really have a motive or anything like yeah. that. They're just there to fill, you know, the need for the good guy. It was, you know, plot filler. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the Vulture in this one, you know, he was a bit like um, uh, Killmonger in Black Panther. Actually kind of had a reason to exist and his yes. story made sense. I actually backed up Killmonger a bit. And the one thing I liked about Black Panther was his character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and let's now to the, we intro to uh, the Tom Holland character as Spidey through a uh, Blair Witch style, which is fucking brilliant <laughs> when they see it, when he's, when he's talking about, like, guys, look, there's Captain America. And this is a scene where he's introduced the Civil War. But film from a phone. But film from a phone perspective, it is a, such a clever scene. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say right now, don't get me wrong. I'm not here to disrespect Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, but the one thing those films were missing was a young, naive kid. And yeah. those guys can't pull that off. But Tom Holland pulls it off in a second. He's very no. believable that way. You know, it's like if a kid was given this power, how they would react. You know, because they yeah. don't know better. Like you were saying with the whole, with great power comes great responsibility. It wasn't said in this movie, but it was shown. Like it was his lesson in yeah. that. Yeah. Um, um, from from becoming a child and then realizing actually I'm a superhero and I need, you know, I, I, I need to take responsibility for my actions and the friggin' the consequences of them too. So I, I thought that was good. And yeah, he's very believable in that position. He's a good actor. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I, I think he's very good. Uh, Colin, what do you think of him? Cause I know you're the Spidey guy. Yeah. hundred percent. The, I've enjoyed all the Spider-Man movies, say Spider-Man three though, uh, or, or actually amazing Spider-Man two, both questionable, but still watchable. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire was a, Solid Peter Parker. He was too rigid for Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield was a good, witty, but sometimes dickish Spider-Man. And he was too cool to play Peter Parker. Tom Holland nails both. Like, he's... he's, You know, he's at Midtown uh, Science and Tech. He's actually intelligent. Mm. He puts things together. He's, you know, as Tony said, he's a dumpster diver. It's just so well cast. Yeah. And this version was well written. He's a likable character. Yeah. Like Homecoming for me was, it's one of my favorite movies. Mm. Wow. There you go. It, 
it's the breath of fresh air that the Spider-Man movie series needed to yeah. to give it a, a well, life again. I I, I, I think I, I think you're right. I mean, I think I think the first one with Tobey Maguire was solid. You had uh, James Franco and uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst. You had yep. J.K. Simmons, which we'll get yeah. we'll get to that soon. But you had all these great characters with the first one. So the first one's almost grounded like this one. Um, but with Homecoming, you spot on. It's it's all about Tom Holland. And also, I got a master shout out, and I love seeing him. Usually, you get the stupid ass sidekicks, which get annoying. But I got to yeah. tell you, I love Ned. Yeah, Ned's cool. He's fun. Guy in the chair. The guy and in the chair. Yep. Build, building the building the Death Star. How many parts? Three thousand. That's incredible. And they end up, you know, it's just you got you got. I guess you got to see the film to uh, to understand what I'm talking about. They're very childlike, and how yeah. Tom Holland yeah. has to hide the fact that he was he's dying to tell him that he's Spider Man. Um, it's just it's just it's yeah. Spot on. It's breath of fresh air. I think the reason being though, I remember. The idea behind this wasn't that it was going to be a superhero movie, is that it was going to be a teenage movie, so to speak. You know and what? It's almost like John Hughes wrote it. Well, that's exactly it. And as is parodied in the film, where he's running through, mm-hmm. and you see Ferris Bueller. Yeah. It's yes. mimicking Ferris Bueller running through that. It's, I like that. And that was actually intended. He was taking heavy inspiration from John Hughes for this movie. It's Pretty in Pink. It's Breakfast Club. It's all these coming of age films that John Hughes wrote in the eighties. Um, yeah, that's with with superhero in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't the forefront. It wasn't the driver. It was his friendships. Actually, the supporting cast in this movie was actually really good as well. Yes. A lot of the time, they don't do much lifting. In this one, it built up the environment of the school and Peter's friends and enemies. And you know, like Flash was a complete dick. Ah, uh, Penis <laughs> Parker. Yep. Now, doesn't you say penis? I said Parker. Doesn't, doesn't Flash in the comics become Iceman? No, he becomes Agent Venom. I thought Flash was Iceman. Are you sure? We got. You should look that up. No, hundred percent. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he loses his legs in some kind of conflict, and then gets paired with the Venom symbiote and becomes Agent Venom. Also, we, we, we oh so when we dive into the sequels as we go on, we might see something there. Possibly, but I don't think they're going to do that with this one. No, um, he's not because the whole point of Flash in the comics was he was athletic. This Flash is not. Yeah, yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah, he he did like he did bully Peter, but it was a different kind of bullying. It was the more traditional cliche physical bullying. You know, he was a dunce, mm-hmm. but he was athletic. Uh, whereas this version is just not. It is more what you would see from bullying today, though. <laughs> it's more accurate. Yeah. Uh, but no, just it was so well written. I can't give this movie enough praise. Wow. Uh, which is completely different to Far From Home, which you'll see when we get to that one. Oh, that's so funny you say that because I haven't seen everything it this film drives so well at, they kind of take back in the second one. Yeah, they do. Um, which I get confused, and that's really against Tom, with, with Tom Holland, where he becomes more of a pansy. Um, but we'll get into that when we dive into it in a few weeks. We will do. Um, there's uh, a great scene I got to talk about where it's simple scene where he's finally going to his big fight, 
and he's ignoring everybody, telling him just back off. We'll, we'll you know, let the cops and everything do. There's a great line where Tony Stark says, uh, oh, "When you need me, when you need me." He says, "This is not Avengers level. We'll call oh, yeah. you when we need a Avengers level. Meaning, let the cops and every competent guys do their job. We'll let mm-hmm. you know when it's Avengers level." So he's telling him, "Should you know, keep yourself, you know." Keep yourself, Keep yourself you know. on the grind. Exactly. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Why can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Uh, he, he goes, so there's, he sees, he's at a party and he's, he's, he's supposed to introduce Spider-Man and then he sees this big explosion. So he says, I got to find the explosion. And he, he steps running and he starts going, shoo, shoo. That's my web slinging. And <laughs> he goes, phew, phew. And he realizes he's, he's in a golf course. So there's no trees or anything around him. So he starts running and he's like, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was a good Just scene. Just running through the through the grass, getting soaked with the, the sprinklers. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, again, he, he gets foiled. Um, where obviously uh, the vulture is grabs him and drops him, and obviously Iron Man shows up to to save him and pretty much tells him, "Stop what you're doing. We're on this." Um, there's a cool scene, and I just want to say second time when I want to watch it because I haven't watched this that many times. Again, going back to Michael Keaton because Michael Keaton's a little more human than most villains in Marvel lately. <laughs> and yeah. one of the shocker guys fucks up and he overkills because Parker found out where he was and yada yada yada. And he's like, Do you understand where well, you need to keep things simple, keep a low profile? And he starts giving uh, Michael Keaton. Attitude, and he takes yeah, the like, gun. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and he goes, you "What are you gonna out? do?" Well, I'll tell everybody what you're doing. Then exactly for to let me out. And he takes the gun. Bad idea. And he goes boom, and the guy just kind of uh, spontaneous combusts. Yeah. And then he looks at it. And he turns to the guy and he goes, "Whoa, whoa! Wasn't this the anti gravity gun?" <laughs> He's like, "Nope." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, whoops." Yeah, that's that one. Um, that was that good was scene. good. That's a good scene. Um. There's a scene where I don't know if I like it. I seen it. I seen it again, which is a famous scene. It's where he saves his friends and they're at the memorial, you know, the in Washington. Yep. Yeah. I don't know about this scene. I don't know if it's okay. the effects. I don't know if it's should he have been called out. I mean, at this point, people should know who he is. Um, I just don't know if it played well. I know you need the action because it's a Spider-Man film, but I would have been okay with him just going, you know, getting no ham and him trying to hook up with Liz, um, and getting more to know about uh, is it Michelle, the yeah, one who yeah. becomes more prominent in the second one. Um, well, the thing about that scene that I actually do like though is that he's nervous about being up on the Washington Monument, and the reason for that is. He's from Queens, which, as far as I understand, isn't known for tall buildings. Yeah. So he's never actually up that high. It's only whenever Peter goes to college and goes to Manhattan that he gets the skyscrapers and put fully swing. Oh, okay. And that's why he's like, oh my God, this is really high. And he's nervous about being up that yeah. high. I, it was, most people wouldn't catch it, but that's why it's there. I like, okay, I got that when he was on the edge and he's on the very tip of it and he's looking down yep. and you kind of yeah. you see him from behind his head. I'm looking, it was a great shot. Uh, especially if you see like an IMAX or something, but I don't know. That, okay, that would have been kind of fun to play with, though. I think they should have planted the seed war. I think it would have been fun 
if he was actually afraid of heights. That would have been kind of cool to play on that a little more if that's the case or it's just it's his first time doing this. Just his first time up yeah, so, time so high. Yeah, doing it. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's why, like, even whenever he's getting up there, he's having the wall crawl up. Like, he can't swing. He's having to, you know, bungee himself up with his webs. And he's yeah. just struggling to get up there. And then whenever he gets up there, he's like, oh, my God, this is so high. And even whenever he launches off with the wee uh, web gliders, he's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, you're going to die because you're going to land head first into those helicopter blades. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It'll be spider smoothie. That was right. I remember seeing that when it was about to happen. I was like, "How is he going to do this?" Because if he leaps over, he's going to either cut himself or he's going to cut the the webs. Uh-huh. But then he does the webs again underneath the the feeding of the uh, the footing of the uh, helicopter. Mm-hmm. That was a good scene. Okay, maybe it's better than I thought. I just thought it was. There's some editing problems there, because he's in there. Yeah, I didn't, and he's. I think you might be being too harsh. Huh? Like I know I enjoy the movie but i didn't see anything wrong with it. i mean Nuno, you're kind I, of the outside perspective I here what do you think i didn't notice any problems with it to be fair um i didn't because he is so young like what he was 14 whenever he met tony stark um and well, he's apparently 15 in this movie so he isn't as established as he is whenever you see him on top of the empire state building and stuff like that looking confident and whatever you know he's he's a kid and this is the first time he's really facing a danger like this and it, it's putting him through his paces so this is this is where he's beginning and yeah shit it played well in it i think Fair. all right well what i mean by execution i mean by editing oh yeah that was fine too i had no problems yeah, with I, it i i, I did um, i had a problem with the elevators scene but that's that's you're right it's it's very small nitpick um all right so <laughs> every time he gets he gets the. They have these little code, these code names for him uh, that Stark Industries given him, and there's this one called Baby Monitor Protocol. Yeah, <laughs> and training wheels Train. in the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like son of a bitches, and so he takes it out of the suit because um, he's a geek, so he knows how to kind of tinker. So he takes the baby monitor, which is pretty much a tracking device, and. He decides, I'm going to go after this guy. Something's going to happen. He finds out he interrogates somebody. Funny interrogation scene. I got to give him credit. With, um, uh, Aaron Davis. Yeah. Donald. Yeah, he interrogates somebody because you're really bad at this. You know that, right? He's like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, that's a good scene. And isn't, it is. isn't, oh my God, what's his character? Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis. Yeah, it's Donald Glover. Yeah, I know he Donald Glover. Who's he become though? Is he supposed to be? Isn't that supposed to be planting the seed for another character? Sort of. So he is Aaron Davis is the prowler. Um, that's why whenever they're talking about, I think it's, uh, uh, was it grabber gloves or something like that in the van, like way back at the start of the movie. Whenever you see the explosion from behind Liz's house, yeah. He mentions something in that van, and he's like, "Oh!" And that's how the prowler starts. That's one of his glove. That's one of his weapons is the sort of claw gloves. Um, but his nephew that he mentions, he's like, "You know, I don't want these guns in these neighborhood. Yeah. I got a nephew here." That's uh, Miles Morales, the alternative Spider-Man. Oh, really? From yeah, that's so that's cool. his nephew. Um, so that is a. I was like, I'm kind of hoping. Somewhere in another movie, we see more of this. Like, there's a lot of little building pieces that you get. Yeah. So, Mac Gargan, who we see later in the movie. Who's that? 
That's that's Scorpion. Oh, he's the one who's got the Scorpion the Scorp- tattoo. Yeah, at the end. But that is one of Spider-Man's biggest enemies in the comics. Is yeah, is, is Scorpion. Um, and then you've got the Prowler, who is also Spider-Man's enemy. Because, but then also might bring in Miles Morales. So there's, yeah, there's a lot that could go on. But the problem is, this is what might hurt it for me personally because I liked we talked about it a second ago here that we like this more grounded film. You know, one on one, peppered in with well, self Avengers. This would actually be the problem is the, if it's what was that? Sorry, go ahead. Well, the new film, and we won't talk about it till we see it. Obviously, coming up in December. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it this multiverse with Doctor Strange is in it. Yeah. And we get all Tobey Maguire. We'll get Andrew Garfield's back. We'll get Doc Ock is back. We found that out. Mm-hmm. They're all back. And I, I, I kind of yeah, like I, I like grounded Spider Man. The problem is Sony has a real hard on for the Sinister Six. They can't help themselves. Yeah, I found out that horrible second Amazing Spider Man, which we never got an ending yeah. to. Yeah, uh, because Electro's back as well. Yes, I know. Yeah. Um. But they tried it, like they had that terrible rhino. They brought in Green Goblin. Uh, we had, yeah, Electro, Green Goblin. Who else did they have? And there, there was the rhino suit. There was a couple of other things sort of lurking in the background. And that was also, I think, in the Sam Raimi days, they were pushing for that as well. That's why Spider-Man 3 had Venom shoehorned in as well as Sandman. Because Sony were like, more, more! And... That's Sony's problem. Is it's like, dude, just chill. Write a good movie. You don't need. It's not the Avengers. Stop. Yeah. And yeah. they're gonna do it again. I honestly think the third Spider-Man is either going to be amazing or shit. Well, the new Spider-Man is going to be a middle ground. The new Spider-Man is the new Avengers. Is what's going to happen because you have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. Um, you know, uh, well, yeah, you know, Falcon, Wanda Winter Soldier. Well, Falcon is now Captain America. Yeah, yeah, I know that. And then you got lesbian Captain Marvel. Um, then you've got, I, I don't know. I, it's, I don't know. I like more grounded movies, but that's why. Get you. Uh, we'll kind of segue. We'll talk about the second one in a few weeks, yeah. and we'll kind of move. Although, we'll move on to that one. I want to circle back to something you said. You said it was Peter that was disabling the BB monitor protocol and it was Ned. Uh, training wheels. It was Ned. No, yep. but I and that it that bothers me. I thought it was Peter was put was poking around the suit. No, it was Ned. Yep, he was in the code of the suit and he took off the training wheels um, mm-hmm. protocols. And which, he removed the tracker. Okay, yep, for some reason I thought that was that was uh, Peter. No, if it was Peter, I'd actually been okay with it. The fact that Ned does bother me a bit because Peter is meant to be able to do these things by himself. Like, Yeah, he's, he's smart. meant to be you know, genius guy. level IQ. Sure, didn't he originally make his web shooters and things like that too? Yeah, he made the original ones. Like yeah. The ones he wears in his, in his, in his hoodie and uh, jogging bottoms. Those are his made web, you know, web shooters and the same with his, with his uh, eye goggles. Okay, that explains what I was about to ask you guys. So there's the big scene where the the fairy, right? Because yes. he's, again, tra- trying to trace, you know, the bad guys. And he traces them just fine. And he has a really great fight scene. I do I do enjoy um, his childlike persona. But he's a little arrogant at the same time. Mm. And That's, that's Spider-Man. Yep. It's meant to be. That way he's meant, yeah. to, he's meant to be nervous as Peter Parker and 
cocky as Spider-Man. Yeah, but he kind of does a both in the suit, which I kind of like. But anyways, the yeah. ship cuts in half, and you realize the FBI was there the whole time. What Tony Stark told them, this is his Avengers. The FBI was here the whole time. They had him. Because you yeah. interfered, you've almost killed these people. Because it looks like he was saving anyone's life, and it was a great scene when he, you know, the webs and trying to keep the ship together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I never got that until Tony Stark shows up and he says, "The FBI were there. We had them." Yeah. You don't. Yeah, you don't, don't think we're not watching on. what's going on? What you did was just cause lives, almost death, and he takes away the suit. I actually like the, as you said, like the scene on that boat was great. Um, I also like the the kind of homage, if you will, to. Spider-Man 2 where yeah Tobey Maguire's you know one is webbing up all the buildings trying to stop the train yeah mm-hmm. and then he's being you know he's doing the full Jesus mode on the front of the train trying to stop it great scene and this is ex- yeah it's exactly the same in this one he's doing full on I'm um, Jesus Spider-Man holding on to his webs trying to hold the boat together yeah yeah so and that kind of pick when he so he takes away his suit but again Tom Holland's upset, so he decides, okay, I'm going to be more grounded now. I'm going to be a kid. So he goes to the the the, the prom, whatever it is, to, with Liz. But before that, he realizes that Liz's father is Miss Tombs, who is the bad guy. Um, I like this. See, I love this see whenever, scene. Yeah, see when he arrives at the front door and it's, realizes who he is. His yeah. face is brilliant and the way it's played and how nervous and that that he is. Um, and Frig, uh, Michael Keaton's character would be stupid not to realize who Peter was, you know. Now, um, the count, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, just with the way he was acting and that, you know, he really cottoned on very quick. It just shows how intelligent his character is, too. I, I just thought there should have been something. Li- I mean, I'm, I'm not, I want to say nitpicking. But the conversation between him, Liz, well, pretty much just him in the car when they're driving, he's driving them to the school. Mm-hmm. And obviously Tom knows that he's, but Michael Keaton doesn't know yet. He's clueless. Mm-hmm. I just thought there should have been more. Did I miss something to where he no realizes he's Spider-Man? Yeah. Because well, he doesn't really give him anything for him to go, oh, you're Spider-Man. Well, he kind of cottons on that he's acting strange. You know, when he's in the car that he's a bit nervous, he's not really talking about much. And his daughter then says about um, the Stark, the Tony Stark. Um, what is it? Yep, the, Stark internship. That's and it. Then it's, and then he's, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. wait a minute here. Right, this is kind of well, it was, coming uh, we, together. We were, your, we were at your house and then you disappeared. Yep. You know Spider-Man from the internship and then you were in DC and then it was... I hope you you know you were glad when you know Spider Man showed up. He was like, I actually wasn't there. I watched it from the ground. Yeah. Um, and that's where the gears start turning, mm-hmm. and you see, and he, like they're sitting at the lights, and I actually like this. It's they've got the red light on his face, and whenever he clicks, that it's Spider Man. Oh, I didn't catch that. Green. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And he's like, "Good old Spider Man," mm-hmm. and that's when they arrive, and he's like, "They should know." That's where you should go. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just um, considering that nobody else can put it together, you know, you're kind of like, oh, fair play. (laughs) I mean, that's that's not as bad as Superman, 
whose only disguise is a pair of glasses, a hairstyle, and a pair of glasses. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Actually, he puts on the glasses. They see a different look than what we see. Apparently, yeah. They don't actually, see, but they on. can't. Back there, they can't. So technically, the glasses change his looks. We don't see that because, but they could have done like a total, or I was about to say total recall, but a quantum leap type thing. You know where he looks in the mirror as he puts his glasses on, and it changes him maybe as he looks back in the mirror. Yeah, that would be good idea. to know because okay, I never yeah. realized that. Yeah, because they see a different. They do see the different Clark Kent than what we see. Right. Okay. Um, but we're back to Marvel. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yes. There's a reason we can't intermix. So, yeah, so Peter says, well, I after the father drops him off, pretty much threatens him. Um, and I got to admit, I, I, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton did a bad guy movie called uh, Pacific Heights. Fucking great role. If you guys want to see a movie, see Pacific Heights. Good little thriller okay. he did right after Batman. But he hasn't really played, done much. He hasn't a lot of bad guys. He's very good at turning it on and off. He's got that look, that edge to him. Yeah. When he's calling him out, like, don't fuck with me because I'll end you. Yeah. You know, and you bought it. And uh, kudos to Michael Keaton. And again, I like seeing Michael Keaton being in big blockbusters like this. Like, oh, yeah, him, definitely. Like, he's, he's so good. Yeah. And it's like, like Michael Douglas and Ant Man. I just like seeing good veteran actors playing these parts. Um,. But yeah, so Peter, you know, we, we know the big fight scene. He goes, oh, I got I to gotta fight this bastard. I got to go after him. And the plane scene. Now, this is what I was talking to you guys about. I forgot that Tony Stark took away his suit. And he's smart enough. Is that where he keeps his other suit? Is, is underneath the locker, right? He keeps yeah. His, yeah, yeah. his suit and his spider stuff. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> spider st- webs. <laughs> spider, st- spider goo. It's spider goo. Gross. Web, web fluid 3.0. Jesus, dude, really? Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. I'm, I'm okay with it. So, what do you guys think of the big climax when he decides to go after him one on one on the plane, and oh, the whole thing is Michael Keaton is trying to. Obviously, he's a salvager. We just talked about he he steals parts, he steals stuff from Stark Industries. Well, this plane is taking a bunch of Stark stuff away because they're moving Stark Towers. So he's going to take, the, he's going to obviously sabotage the plane. What do you guys think of the fight scene in the plane? Um, I enjoyed it. I was just surprised that they didn't actually end up in one of the jet engines because... Yes. Yeah. Come on. Well, that was kind of, they did the nod to that where, Spy- where Spider-Man, where Peter was flying into the engine and he throws a bunch of his web into it and it stops it and he's like, can't believe that worked. And then the jet flies out the back of the actual housing and he's like, oh God. Yeah, yeah. I just thought when he was wearing his pajamas <laughs> at this point, because you know, his suit's been taken away from him. Yeah. A little more tears, a little more wear and tear here. I know I'm nitpicking, but... Although having said that, there is wear and tear, but somewhere you don't actually really ever notice it unless you pay attention. I don't want to know where that is. <laughs> Did he wreck the seam fo- in the arse of his trousers? No, it's it's in his it's on his phone. So he starts the movie. There's one crack on that phone, and by the end of the movie, the screen is shattered. Basically, I'm uh, surprised it's still working because phones nowadays you so much as look at them in the crack. I know. Well, that is very true, but his insurance. Given it's you know a movie where usually prop directors would be like, it's a whole, you know. That phone doesn't get damaged. His phone does actually deteriorate after each fight because obviously yeah. he's carrying it around. Yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, small little things like that in this movie that are. No, I, and it's funny you say that because it's kind of piggyback what I'm saying. They can do that kind of detail, but he can't tear his pants. He's wearing pajamas. And he, he's, yeah, uh, he's on a plane that's crashing. He's been sucked into engines in front at some point. Not to mention, yeah, yeah, not to mention <laughs> the lack of oxygen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, you know, yeah, you're right. I'm nitpicking. Right, so I get what you're saying with, with the altitude, the speed that they're going, the fact that he's standing on this plane and, and is able to breathe. You're like, it's pretty friggin'. Well, not really, because the plane doesn't actually ever get that high. Like, it was Avengers Tower height, and then pretty much stayed that height. Before it came down. <gasps> Guess yeah. where it came down. On where? the beach. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, New well, I guess this is going to be a more local sort of perspective. Ah, or was it meant to be? It landed on Coney Island. This should have been awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> Come out to play. Oh, Yes, Korean, that's right. That's right. And so the the warriors could have came out and helped him. <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. Or come out and kick the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, but at the end, he saves. He saves. Obviously, he's not going to kill him. He saves him uh, from his wings run fire or whatever, he's, whatever happened there. Um, but let's talk about the end scene. The end scene, you always have the end credits. Now, there is a great scene before the end credits. Before the the extra scene, you, you mean the two end credits? I, well, I only saw the, but I do love the ending where she sees him in the Peter Parker and in the Spider Man outfit, and Aunt May goes, "What the?" F-? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love. Good. We should give a nod to Mercy Tomei. Yeah, actually, a really good cast. I love Mercy Tomei. Um, she's very, she's very good as as May Parker. She really is. I like it. And just cool it's a more and fun. Re- yeah, it's a more relatable Aunt May than yeah. any of the previous ones, which is kind of old and doddery and just meh. Yeah. Yeah, because like I mean, think about it, an aunt wouldn't be that old if he's in high school. Yeah. 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 Um, um, it's a wee scene whenever she's taking him to the homecoming or, or taking him to pick up Liz for the homecoming dance too, you know, tell her that she looks nice, but not too much because that's creepy. It's like, okay, that's creepy. Yeah, don't be creepy. <laughs> You're like, I, I thought that was fun. You know, just their wee relationship's nice. Yeah, they got good banter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's even the fact that her and Robert Downey Jr. have dated previously. Yeah. And they kind of play on that in this movie where it's like, you know, how's May? You know, what are, what are you wearing? wearing? Something's going to be, I hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, and they did a couple uh, movies together. Um, they did. And that's why she's also like, not too fond of that Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so the end scene, we always have these famous end credits or whatever they have going on uh, for all these movies now. Now, t- now we know Michael Keaton's coming back for the third one. That's yeah. that's happened. That's happening. So at the end, he's in prison and he's being walked, and we meet this other guy. I think you said he's uh, Scorpion. Yep, because he's got a scorpion on his neck. He's got a big scar on his face, and he says, "Rumor has it you came face to face with Spider Man. Rumor has it you know who's who the identity of Spider Man is." And 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 uh, Keaton says, "If I knew that, well, I would have said something." Well, we already know he knows who it is, obviously. Yeah. Do you think he'd still be alive? And yes, and he walks away with a little kind of a grin on his face. Now you could take this two ways. He wants revenge for himself, or Will he protect Spider-Man in the next one? Because 
Technically, he saved his life. Yeah, he realized he was trying to save his life, and he's not a do- keep him around. For and Michael family. Keaton's not a douchebag. The character technically isn't a bad guy. No. Um. No. So, do you think he might be peppered in for the next one to help Peter Parker? I, d- I don't know. I how don't it's think. Go. I I don't know if they would bring him back to to help. I think it's maybe his own personal axe to grind, and okay. he's going to be the one to to fight him. Maybe I, I could be wrong. But, um, no, he's taken away his life. He's exposed him for what he is. Um, and he but said, he's also saved his life. Yeah. Well, I don't... that too. But his life wouldn't have been in that position if it wasn't for him in the first place. True. Because well, they weren't even, you know, he wasn't even on the radar of, of Stark or the FBI or anybody else, you know. Um, so Peter has, has caused all of this and he's lost his family. And he's lost his business and he's lost his freedom. Yeah. But- so I, I don't think it'd protect Peter, but you never know. Because I didn't get him, I, did, I didn't feel that he was an, just an asshole. You know, that he was just a bad guy. I, you know, he's just doing what he needed to to get to, yeah. well, to take care of his family. We'll find out in the next, uh, the newer Spider-Man coming out. When they have this whole Sinister Six or whatever they're going to try to do here. But we have no yeah. clue yet. We'll talk more about this when we talk Far From Home um, in a few weeks. And uh, dig a little deeper and see if they kind of keep the charmingness. Charmingness, is that a word? Of charm. The charm. I'm trying to make up words here. Why do you got to correct me? <laughs> trying to sound super intelligent. Yeah, I know. My charmingness. Words. And uh, no. Um, to see if they, they they keep the the right if see if they can continue going on the right path that this one. You know who this I'm one looking. Did. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut over you, but you know who I'm looking forward to getting a bit more of Karen hey. Suit Lady. I really enjoyed her. Um, I'm not sure if Suit Lady's going to be in it. Oh, that's a shame. I enjoyed the banter between the two of them. Who uh, the the Karen AI in the, suit? in the suit in a spider suit oh. that he gets from Tony. You, yeah. I, I will talk about Far From Home, but she is in Far From Home. Oh, there you go. Um, so, uh, yes, we'll end with that one. Quick final thoughts. I'm going to go on a limb here and say Colin's all for it. Colin, go for it. What do you think? Yeah, there's there's a lot in this that if you are a Spider-Man fan, or actually just like movies as a whole, you'll really pick up on. So you've got uh, The Vulture which is the third villain to appear in green in the first Spider-Man movie. Oh. You have the great scene where he drops Spider-Man from his claws. And when you look back up in that scene, you've got Michael Keaton in his vulture outfit in the moon, yeah. mimicking the Batman logo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, see that. I, see that. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. the shot, but I didn't catch the uh, reference. The reference? No. Uh, you have obviously the scene in the build. We 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 missed it whenever we we're talking about it. But the scene where uh, Vulture drops the building on Peter and he's trapped. That's so good. That's actually in one of the comics. <gasps> that's my uh, can't believe I forgot. Sorry, that's my favorite scene. Yeah, because that's one of my the scene scenes in it. where he finally gets it. Yeah, it's that kind yeah. of duality of Peter versus Spider Man, yes. and he start like. He starts believing I'm Spider-Man. You almost choke up for him because he's yeah, tearing he up. Did. He's in pain, and then he sees that image of the of the goggles and his face face in the water. It's fucking that is mm-hmm. the best scene. I can't believe I forgot that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
there's just so like it has it's it's it sounds cheesy as hell. It has a lot of heart. This movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. It's just well done. Nula, we know Colin yeah. is the fan here. He obviously thumbs up. He's the <laughs> Spidey guy. What do you think? And you're the kind of the you're kind of a newbie, but I know your partner in crime loves it. Oh yeah, he he loves Spider Man and he reads comics all the time. He's he's way into it. He loves this movie too, and I can see why. Um, like I remember watching Spider Man as a kid, the cartoons growing up and stuff, you know. Um, and watching the Spider Man movies, unfortunately, with Tobey Maguire seeing the second one. But um, yeah, I like it. I think it's a good movie. Uh, it does have a lot of heart. I agree uh, with Colin on that. And I think they did a really good job. Uh, Tom Holland is is the perfect guy to play Spider-Man. And it's believable. So yeah, I'm looking forward to, to watching the rest of them. And, and, and like the Avengers movies, I could count on maybe three fingers how many you've watched <laughs> never mind one hand you know what i mean but like i enjoy this it's good yeah watch it yeah the one thing marvel's gotten right is story storyboarding because mm-hmm. even if you're not a diehard fan you can always relate to oh i remember that in this movie like and you can clearly remember it you don't have to keep researching it it's uh it's peppered in so perfectly um yeah i i, I liked it because it's grounded um, yeah. don't get me wrong I love the Avengers films and I enjoy them I love Guardians but I like human against human I love uh, man you know uh, against the world um, against another um, you got one man who's in his you know a working class man trying to fend for his family at the other side of the spectrum you got a young kid you know coming through puberty trying to find himself at the same time two yeah. great two clashes you know of uh, 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 it's just it's just that's was that to me was the best part. Even over the action scenes, you actually could have taken away, like you said, Colin. They weren't really going for the action scenes. They're almost almost peppered in just so people could get their action gone. You know, action jollies off. Because I actually yeah. like the dialogue between everybody. Um, I like the yeah. subtlety of him, like in Liz, but the pepper in. Ah, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. She's gonna be a big part in the next one. Um. And so I just like the small salties of putting little characters in there that are going to play bigger parts in the next film and giving stuff away. But even silly things like you have the school principal. Yeah. Yeah. Is actually, he's meant to be the descendant of, you'll, you'll know this because you've seen the movie. I don't think you've seen it, but in Captain America, the first Avenger, his squad. Yeah. The principal is meant to be like the grandson or whatever of one of the squad of Captain America. That's why you have his... All the videos? Yeah, that's why you have the videos. That's why you have the photo of him in the principal's office as well. So there's all these little nods to previous Marvel movies that you you have to really be into them to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I like that they do things like that for for the hardcore fans, you know? But... but also, like I said, silly mention. Yeah, go for it. Sorry, no, you're it. okay. Go for it. It's the first Spider-Man movie where they've actually tried to give Peter Parker a Queen's accent. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, I, I'm terrible with accents, so Chewy. that never crossed Chewy my mind. Huh? Huh? No? Okay. Is that Queen's? Yeah, you know. Yep, that was buying on Queen's. Uh, well, I know Queen's I accent. Care. I know what he meant. I was just joking. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was good. 
No, the reason I, the reason, good, I, yeah. no, the, the reason I, I, I can't brilliant summary. Here's how Marvel does it right. I'll tell you why. Because Marvel does it right because um we talked about it peppering little 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 not little notches in their belt. You know, little, uh, oh, yeah, he's really to the hand, but you can tell by a little picture on the wall. You don't have to read the comics to get what you're watching. Where you get these Star Wars universes where, oh, yeah, you got to watch episode two with scene three of five and read issue number two to get this. Yeah, you've got to have seen, like, the, like, if you're talking about Star Wars, for example, if you want to pick up on bits from The Mandalorian, you have to have watched The Clone Wars. Yeah. Okay. And... Oh, right, okay. Where Marvel, if you watch Marvel, you watch Marvel. Now, I don't know, you, you said you only watched a couple of Avengers. The next one, Far From Home, we'll talk about that soon. You might have trouble with Nula because it yeah. takes place. You need to at least watch Endgame. Okay. Um, or not Endgame, the one before. Yes. No, Endgame. Yeah, Endgame. You, gotta, you have to watch Endgame before you watch Far From Home. Um, oh, is that the one where everyone dies? Yes, you have to watch Endgame. Yeah. Basically. You, you yeah. have to watch it. Because you won't understand Far From Home then. Um, okay, there you go, guys. We are wrapping this one up. Next up, we got a couple. We got another one coming up this week. We're going to be doing The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. No way. We're going back to horror? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Shock. Then we got The Usual Suspects. And then we're jump back into Spidey. Uh, guys, that's a wrap, Aruno. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's just done. All right. And remember... It's Peter Tingle. Oh my God, that's so that's so <laughs> inappropriate. That's so wrong. I mean, Spidey Sense sounds cool. Peter Tingle sounds. I'm not even going to go there. Yep. I'm not gonna. Nah, I can't. <laughs> All right, um, guys. Thanks for joining me. We are out. Let's end this one, guys. Have a good night. Peace. Bye. Bye.